Hello and welcome to the Healing Insight podcast episode 71 with me Sarah Hunt and me Jess Hunt. Everybody, lovely to be here again on this wet and cold July afternoon. <laughs> um, hi, Jay. Good to be with you again. Hello. How are you? Very How's well. Things your way? Yeah, very, very good. Um, sunny here. Oh, so send it this way. I just walked down the road to get my car because it was in the garage and got wet, and it's cold. Yeah, it's not particularly warm. I, I will go with that. I think we're only about 18 today. It's not very, it's not very warm today. It certainly isn't. Never mind. The rain is doing my vegetables good. That's what I will say. Good. They're growing nicely. Except, except the blooming snails decided they liked my lettuce and I've lost the lot. Mm, you didn't closh them then. You didn't. No, I, did, I should have closhed them. Lesson for next year. Yeah. <laughs> Lesson for next year. They got got. Never mind. But everything else is growing well. Oh, except with tomatoes. Not very successful with tomatoes this year. Not successful with lettuce this year, but everything else is growing well. Well, funnily enough, leading into the possible topic, what, what are you comparing that with, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I suppose I'm comparing it to previous years. But okay. um, <laughs> yes, you're right. Taking us into the to the can't get these words out now. Into <laughs> today's topic of comparisonitis. Yes, Don't know if that's a real word, but we're going to use it. But basically, it's where where we're making comparisons that maybe we shouldn't be making. Um, and it's something I've been guilty of in the past, and I'm sure many people have been, where I've compared skills that I've got to skills that other people have got and kind of aspire to be like those other people, forgetting that actually I'm on my own journey. I've got my own skills, my own um, gifts, and that I need to compare where I was three months ago, six months ago, two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. To where I'm at now yeah for me to see how I've progressed rather than to try and make comparisons between myself and somebody else and their skills or their gifts or where they're at yeah <laughs> and, and you can't because no, their, you can't. their journey is not your journey and your journey is not their journey um, absolutely but I think we're we're taught aren't we to to compare ourselves because oops, um, we are, you know, when we go into school, there are standards that are set that we're trying to achieve. And oh, so and so's done better than me. They came top of the class, or they did this, or they did that. And and it, it kind of starts that process off instead of actually looking at, you know, maths is not one of my best subjects, but you know what? I actually got all of that right this time. Whereas if I look back two months ago, I was struggling with that maths project, but I've had the extra help put in from the teacher and now I'm actually doing better with it. Does that make sense? But, but it's 
it's all about you know going through life we are pushed into our heads to compare ourselves to others and it's not a bad thing to aspire to something or to want to achieve something or to have people that we see see as inspiring to us but we don't want to be putting them up on the pedestal and trying to achieve what they have achieved because we'll never do that we'll never actually don't say well, never say never <laughs> but yes say never. but but it, we we because we're on a different journey the journey to take us to where we want where we're aspiring to go is going to be different to their journey yes. and they may get there quicker than we do because of the learning that needs to take place to get to that place yes so a couple of things that pop up is understanding the difference of or, or how competition affects us because mm. if we look at um well let's take wimbledon wimbledon's a topical thing in the uk at this time of year i think is it wimbledon yes, I, I, yes it is wimbledon it is last okay. watching tennis last night okay so there's a lot of com particularly within sport but not just sport but particularly within sport there's a lot of competition it's about being the best so Olympics winning the gold medal is better than winning a silver medal or, or whatever it might be it's perceived as that so there can only be one person to win Wimbledon there will be finalists of which one person will win the final match and the other person won't now to me the fact I got if not this is not factual this is a, a, just the, making the point the fact I got to the final of Wimbledon, irrespective of whether I won or not, would be, wow, look at how far I've come. Look at where I was last year. I wasn't even making it to the final. Whatever it might be, I would be comparing myself to that. Some sports people are so um, set on winning where losing is not an option that when they lose... They don't go down that, well, actually, all right, he was a better person. She was a better person on the day. The luck was on their side. I wasn't performing at my best, whatever it might be. They go down that route of self-degradation. Um, oh, I'm useless. I'm no good at this. Rah, 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 rah. I, I feel that we need to be careful how we're comparing ourselves and the reasons behind it mm. because i mean it's got worse particularly with things like social media because everyone who uses social media puts an element of their life out in the public domain by using these platforms and there's a lot of focus from the platforms around likes and people and the number of views you have and the number of this and and it's almost to the level of well if you haven't had more than you know if you've only got a thousand views compared to someone who's got a million views then you can't be any good you can't be an authority in what you're talking about well the the emphasis is external and that's wrong because just because i haven't got x number of views and somebody else has doesn't make me a lesser person doesn't make what i'm saying any less 
valuable. All it means is that person has worked out either how the algorithm works or they've worked out something that has helped them bump that or they've been doing it longer or they've been doing there'll be lots of reasons why me comparing myself to that person doesn't help me move forward it doesn't suddenly mean that I'm suddenly going to get a million views on my posts by me comparing myself and saying well look at what they're doing yes I can analyze what they're doing I can try and work out how they're doing it and can I emulate that in an ethical way to increase my likes and my views. The trouble is that we can get hung up on that and we can get hung up on, well, nobody's liking my post, so therefore I'm not good enough. Therefore, I'm no good. Therefore, and it's not that at all, because mm. whether someone even sees your post, there's a statistic I read the other week where on average, only 6% of your followers will see a post. Well, if that's true. <laughs> you need to, if you're going to get a million views, you need a heck of a lot of followers then, don't you? Well, yeah, I mean, that that can also be by sharing and stuff like that. But the yeah. point is, on so if you're using um, on your feed, so you go into a, a platform, I don't really say, because I think they're all, they're all much of a muchness in that they all yeah. work kind of in a similar sort of way. The algorithm might be slightly different, but the principles are the same. You go into your feed and you start scrolling down. You are only going to see certain people and certain posts of people. OK, you might not. So if you haven't been on there for a day, you've got 24 hours of where people have posted, where the algorithm decides which ones are going to show up on your feed but you're not going to go and scroll down 24 hours worth of stuff. So the number of people that will see any post you put out is relatively quite small. And yet we can believe that if we've got 2000 friends on Facebook, for example, that 2000 people are going to see that post. Well, even if Facebook delivered that post to all 2000 of the people we're connected to, not all 2000 would see them because not everyone would scroll down far enough to see it because of all the other posts that they're having. Bearing in mind that all of these platforms are about delivering adverts. So it's not about what you or I post. It's about people looking for what you and I post. So they happen to see the adverts that are placed every three or four posts down the feed anyway. Anyway, it's not about that. Well, <laughs> over the last couple of years, few years. But anyway, we digress. The point is, the point I'm trying to make is that we are comparing ourselves to something that is actually not relevant to compare ourselves to anyway. And the other thing is on social media. So someone posts something about uh, and I see this all the time, particularly business related. Um, oh, you know, if you want to do this and come and look at my successful life and I'm a successful coach and look, I've got a Ferrari standing behind me in this photograph and how brilliant am I and we only see what people want us to see and just because we see it doesn't make it true mm -hmm. and doesn't make it real and doesn't make it factual mm -hmm. and we can end up so comparisonitis we can end up compare or we we do end up comparing the best of someone else because we're only seeing the best of them or what they are choosing to show 
but we compare the best of them with the worst of us. Mm. We're looking at, oh, that person's got that type of car and I've only got this car. I haven't got a car. I haven't got. We go the negative route with us, comparing it to what we perceive to be the positive route of them. Mm. So comparisonitis doesn't really help us in any way. And going back to what you said right at the beginning of the, of the call, the only reason for comparing ourselves or the only person to compare ourselves with at all anyway is us. Yeah. From the past, whatever that time scale might be, depending what it is we're comparing for. So weight loss, there's not a lot of point in me looking at what I did yesterday to today, but last week to today, yes. Last month to today, yes. So it depends what we're what we're trying to measure. Yeah. But comparing how much weight I've lost in a week compared to how much weight someone else has lost in a week is pointless because it depends on what they're eating, what exercise they're doing, what metabolism they have, what yeah. That's nothing to do. It's, it's irrelevant to how much progress I'm making. So worrying about someone for this example, so worrying about someone else losing weight quicker than me or looking, you know, it's pointless. It's am I doing the right things for me, for my body, for my metabolism? Have I got the right mindset? Am I eating the right stuff? Am I exercising in the right way for me? Someone with knee problems isn't going to do the same exercise as someone who hasn't got knee problems for example, necessarily, yeah. you know, I can't run, never have been able to hated it. I'll walk 20 miles. I'll walk 30 miles. I don't have a problem doing that, but I won't run because it's not comfortable to me, but that doesn't mean I'm not doing the right exercise for me. And it doesn't mean because I don't run that I'm no good at exercise. There are other things I can do that do work for me. But there's no point in me comparing myself to someone that does a, a 5K run. Oh, look at how far they got. Oh, you know, look at how well they're doing. What's the point? If I want to do that, then going back to what we were saying before about having someone to aspire to or someone to inspire you. Yes, that's great. Seeing someone that's doing well and you thinking, right, I want to do my version of that. I want to be. You know, they're going out for a run every morning. I find that inspiring. So I'm going to go for a walk every morning. Doesn't mean you have to go for a run every morning, but I want to go for a walk every morning. Having those inspirations to motivate us, absolutely. But don't compare yourself to that person because you're not them. They're not you. And the circumstances are so different. Mm. And yet we get hung up on that. Yeah, we do, unfortunately. Um, why do we? That's the question. I, I do think it comes back to... What, what happens when we go to school and, and college and university and jobs? And, and I've certainly been in, in jobs where there's been a lot of competition and it's been created as competitive. Um, and we have been compared to each other within the sales team. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's not always a good thing. Well, there's a fine, there's a fine line. I mean, 
Yeah. So in the sales environment, if you look at the the number of variables there, so you've got the individual who's the salesperson, you've got the people that are in their patch that they're going to see, you know, you've got what all the people they're connecting with what their situation is. So just a, a purchasing manager in one company is not going to be the same as a purchasing manager in a different company. So then you've got whether you resonate with the person, whether they like you as a person before you even get as far as trying to sell anything. You know, there's so many different variables yeah. that comparing, you know, setting targets, setting goals of sales to achieve in terms of turnover, revenue, whatever, that's fine. And, and that's great to have goals to aspire to. But comparing people with other people, well, John did 20,000 this month and you've only done 10,000. What's going on? Mm. That's because you don't know what the the differences are between those things. Mm. It could just be that John lucked out by walking into a particular company and said, oh, we want to double our order this month. Yeah. Because of our changing circumstances, what we want to achieve. So. Yeah. Or it's it's end of financial year. We need to we need spend to get rid of some money. Yeah. yeah, whatever it might be. So, you know, if we're going to compare something, we have to compare like for like. Otherwise, it's not actually a comparison. That's a good point. Actually, that's a really good point. And the only way we can choose like for like is to compare our own journey, our own experiences, as they were then. To as they are now so that we can see how far we've come yeah the, you know you, you can't you can't compare I mean, the old saying you know it's like comparing apples and oranges you know you can't compare someone else and the success if you perceive it as success the success that they have in their life with where you are in your life you can look at what they have in terms of what you perceive they have in their life that you aspire to and then look at using that motivation to align with is it for my highest good is it something i really want is the desire there okay so what do i need to do to achieve that for myself mm. but other than that worrying about how they got there and putting ourselves down because of it because how successful we perceive someone else to be yeah is is pointless because it doesn't achieve it just sends us down that negative spiral and i think the easiest thing going back to a point you made just now about schooling it doesn't help when somebody else we've talked about this before in a few episodes a few episodes ago where someone's setting an exam so you pass or fail based on what we dictators criteria mm -hmm. when the individuals doing the learning to then take the exam to then meet that criteria are so vast and varied in terms of how they learn what they retain what they're interested in what motivates them how much pressure they're under how they're dealing with self-doubt how they're dealing with not feeling you know not good enough whatever it might be that the individuals are there's so many variables there hmm. that just because someone doesn't hit a grade that somebody else dictates that that's what they should do doesn't mean 
that that child is no good at maths or English or history or whatever it might be. All it me all it really means is that child did not regurgitate the information that they were supposed to regurgitate onto the exam paper under that pressure at that particular moment. That's all it actually means. And yet the pressure that is put on children for exams and it's getting earlier and earlier in terms of years, age, it's getting earlier and earlier every year seems to be. The pressure they get put under sets them up to believe that they're no good if they don't achieve that standard. Mm. Well, it's not about that at all. They just, it may just not be their thing, but they might be absolutely phenomenal at something else. The problem is when you're told you're not good enough in one thing, chances are you start looking for how you're not good enough in other things. Yeah. And it becomes then this, well, actually I'm just not good enough, not just not good enough at maths or whatever it might be, we then start looking for evidence that we're just not good enough full stop. Mm. And we take that on board and we, we build that. And it's just not helpful. Yeah, I think, I think it's really important for us to, to really understand that if we want to see how we've progressed, we need to look at our own journey. But really what's important is that we need to focus on what we are good at. Yes. And and this is something that's important with children as well, is to get them focusing on what they are good at. Because that will help to build their confidence rather than going, well, you, you've not achieved in that, you've not done very well in that, which just knocks their confidence. Yeah, and that doesn't doesn't help anybody, not really. No, but it, it's similar, isn't it, with adults as well. We need to be making sure that, that that all of us, you know, whatever situation we're in, are looking at what we are good at. And, you know, there may be situations, jobs, etc., where where you do need certain skills. And if, if some skills are not quite as good as others, but they're needed, then you need to work on them. But you can't you can't compare yourself to your colleagues over that because some people will develop those skills much more quickly than others. There was a girl at school who, when I was, when I was at school, um, who was very good at languages. I mean, when I was at school, I, mean, I left at 16, but when I was at school, I mean, she was doing German. Do I remember German, French, and there was another one she was doing as well, Russian or something Spanish like that. Or Russian. Mm. I think it was Russian. And she was very good at languages and she went on to become, I, I believe, after, because I, I mean, from people I knew from school after I'd left, she went on and ultimately became a translator. She was, and she was fluent in 12 or 14 different languages. She excelled at that. She was not as good at maths or English. She didn't excel at everything, but she was really good at languages. That said, that doesn't mean I can't learn a language. It doesn't mean even at the age I am now, I can't learn a language. If I want to put the effort in and learn a language, I absolutely can do that. I've started learning a bit of Hungarian with Charlotte being Hungarian. And so I can speak to her family when we've been over there. Do I find it easy? No. <laughs> 
do I have to really put some effort in to do it and really make myself make myself do the lessons and the bits or, or the learning that I need to do? Yeah. She found it, this other girl found it really naturally easy. I'm not. But there are other things that I find really easy that other people don't. Mm. So comparing ourselves to somebody else doesn't make sense consciously if you think about it you know logically it doesn't make sense we need to get to that point of awareness of oh i'm comparing myself to somebody actually there's no point in that so what's coming up for me what's the underlying problem fear issue whatever Mm-hmm. of why I feel I need to compare myself to that person and how is that actually serving me? Because mm-hmm. in the majority of cases, it isn't serving you. It's just reinforcing how crap you feel about yourself. Mm. Yeah, it, it is having the awareness that you're doing it, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's the first thing that, that we need to kind of, acknowledges that we are comparing ourselves to other people and we don't need to be doing that and that we need to be looking at where we were where we are now so it's also what what is it you feel's missing from your life that you think that they have because if you're comparing yourself to someone else then you're perceiving that they have something you don't now yeah okay it could be material and that's the easy one to go to They have Mm -hmm. a nice car, I don't. They have a BMW, I don't. Whatever. But it's more than that. It's what is it that you perceive is lacking in your life that you are judging yourself against someone else who you perceive to have that thing, whatever that thing is. Mm -hmm. Because again, with awareness, if you understand that, oh, that person seems to have the perfect family and I want a perfect family, for example, now, the first thing to say is chances are they have their own problems. They have not got a perfect family. They have they might portray it to the outside world, but I can pretty much guarantee they do not have what you believe they have. That aside, then once you've identified that thing that you are comparing yourself for, is then okay so if that really is what you want in your life how can you make that happen what is within your control to make that happen so for example going back to the language thing i've got different things i've got audio um where they you know these are audio lessons where they they say a phrase and you have to repeat it back and they say a phrase and you have to repeat it back that sort of thing i've got um apps that teach me hungarian i've got little phrase books So I've got the tools to do it. But if I don't sit down and make the effort to open the apps and read the books and do the things, then I'm not suddenly going to learn Hungarian. So it's understanding, do I really want to do this? What's the benefit of me doing it? And in which case, then what do I need to do to do that? Other than that, you know stop comparing yourself and if it's if you're comparing yourself just to to give yourself a pity party then that is also not helpful no it's not 
because that just keeps you in that negative energy, keeps you in that downward spiral of energy versus the, okay, so so what? They go on a skiing holiday once a year, every year. So what? I go camping every year and I'm happy. What does it matter? Mm. You know, if you really want to go skiing, then find a way to go skiing. Go and get an extra job to save up some money. Start putting money away for two years time. Whatever it needs to be. If that's what you really want to do, you can do it. But if you're comparing it just to say, just to put yourself down, then I mean that's a whole different topic in terms of uh, helping people. But if you're just doing it to put yourself down, then basically stop it because it's not helping you. It's not moving you forwards. It's not actually productive or serving you in any way, shape or form other than holding you back from what you want to achieve so you can continue to feel bad about yourself. Mm. I don't think there's anything I can say (laughs) to add to that. (laughs) I was just having a moment processing what you said, but but I I don't think there is anything that I can, can add to it. I think the most important thing is whether it's you're looking at a new skill that you're developing or learning or you're looking at your progress with your jobs or with your family or whatever it might be, the only way you can make any kind of comparison is to look at where you were at and I always say to my clients, look at where you're at before you started having any kind of healing with me. Look at where you're at now. What changes do you notice? Might be subtle, but what changes do you notice? Yeah. Um, and that way people start to realise that actually quite a lot of change has taken place. They have progressed. They are doing well. They are successful. And I think, you know, this comes back to how do you, um, which is probably a whole nother topic. How do you, how do you perceive success? Because success is not necessarily about having the big house, the large car, the fast car, the, um, all, all the, um, technical items available. Success can just be learning the lessons and moving forward and recognizing that and maybe that's a subject we need to have a yeah have a discussion about another time but but it, it's it's it comes back to perception yeah. and my perception of my progress which i always have to look at where i was at however long ago <laughs> where i'm at now and I have my moments when I'm not where I want to be, but I'm exactly where I need to be. And I think we've had that discussion before on, <laughs> on a podcast. Um, I can always see that there is progress. Yeah. And it may not be at the rate that I want it to be, but it's at the rate it needs to be. Yeah. So use that where you're not where you want to be. Use that desire. Use that drive to help you push through the things that are stopping you if there is anything stopping you Mm -hmm. but don't get hung up 
on I'm not as far ahead as I should be. I must be a bad person. I must not be good at this or whatever, you know. Doesn't matter and, and what this you... comes, sorry, sorry, I was just going to say this this comes back to not having attachment to outcomes, yeah. but to being open to possibilities and to recognizing that whatever the outcome, that's the outcome that's needed because that's what's for your highest good. That's what's going to give you the learning that you need. Yeah, it's either going to be the outcome that you want or it's going to be a learning that will help you get to the outcome that you want. Yeah. So it's a win-win anyway. It's not for your highest good. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, okay. But if it's not for your highest good, then the learning that you'll get is that it's not for your highest good. So therefore, that will point you towards the outcome that you do need and do want anyway. So So it's it's a win-win. So it's a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. Really. So trust. Trust again. In the moment, again. Yeah. Stay with but what you can control important. again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it but it does. It just all links in, doesn't it? Of course it, it does. And, yes. And um, and and it's just not being hard on yourself. Yeah. Being kind to yourself and recognizing that you're exactly where you're meant to be. Yeah. Exactly. And that's okay. And it might not be where you think you need to be. But if you listen within you, you'll know that it's exactly where you do need to be. Indeed. I like how we added other previous podcast episodes into this one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, there's lots that connect into it, isn't there? And that it connects into. So. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Wow. Thank you very much, Jay, for your time. Um, it's always good to... Uh, connect with you and have a discussion so thank you and uh i think it might have stopped raining that's good i've got some grandchildren to go and pick up so that would be nice until next time it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him Mm -hmm.